Hello humans, hello humans. It's the 21st, it's early in the morning. Gotta get on in and do shopping and stuff before the hordes hit the stores. And then uh, beat feet back to my, <laughs> to my house and do all of my regular chores. Uh, still working slowly towards relocation. It's not easy. Uh, you know, finding a single-story house is like, um, uh, well, it's easier to find Bigfoot out here. You stumble over Bigfoot all the time, but single-story houses you just don't see much. So anyway, we've got a few options, and I'm going to pursue them, go and see some things, and look at some other properties next week. Um, anyway, so... We're at an interesting point in time. I have, um, so I can't run the, the uh, gathering and analysis part. I could run the analysis part, but I can't run the gathering part of my process the way I used to do in the early 2000s up through uh, about 2017 or so, okay? They, um, after that, and then we eventually get up to the point where Elon uh, buys um, Twitter. Um, and at that point, uh, it, it was basically illegal to do so because these guys were guarding their uh, data sets, right? They, the thing is, it costs them money when someone comes on over and does a web scrape. So the way you used to do it would be to get to the Twitter API. So you're not like... Um, uh, dealing with the same level of Twitter as what you see on your phone screen or your computer screen. It would, you just go out and get the data. Uh, damn, is that another one? Anyway, so, um, the, the data sets can't be gathered, so I don't have the, the volume that I used to, and we've got all this censorship stuff, right? I, my routine started really getting shut down around 2008 or so, uh, gradually winding down. I had to keep fighting the censorship, which basically means you have to get in there and redefine words and, and uh, redefine relationships because they're clamping down on some words and promoting others. And I you don't, as a, you know, in terms of my analysis, I didn't want to fall into the trap of furthering their promotion of specific language because they're out there pushing it all the time. So they've been pushing uh, Catastrophe Earth uh, since uh, 1947. Okay, or there's arguably, you can see that they were starting to formulate this earlier. Uh, there had been some discussions in the policy uh, meetings in the uh, Kazarian Mafia slash Deep State that hint towards this um, uh, back even in uh, the midst of uh, World War II. And then we get out of World War II, we go to Korea, Vietnam, all of that kind of stuff. And in that period of time, through the 50s, they're formulating how they're going to do things and try and, and uh, control us as the technology is uh, starting to um, uh, be like self-replicating and self-expanding, right? Uh, so they were reacting 
in the 40s, 50s, and 60s to what we are feeling now in much more intensity, which is the uh, the rise of these, or the input of these more energies coming in from galactic center. What I had termed strange energies from space, right? Because we hadn't, hadn't really felt them or uh, acknowledged them or um, really encountered them in a conscious way uh, prior to this period of time because of the Kali Yuga, yada, yada, yada. So these guys are uh, tuning the language themselves constantly with their censorship algos, trying to dampen down and control the minds of everybody online. And it starts breaking down seriously in 2008. They got to really ramp up the censorship to the point where it's noticeable. They're even kicking people off of various platforms then. Then we segue all the way up through um, uh, COVID and their totalitarian uh, two-step, um, where they're trying to control the naradigm at two different levels and uh, basically failing on both. Okay, so they had no choice. Their minds are, are um, limited and fixed. They just have a very bad uh, perception of reality. And so this is why we're dealing with them. This comes from the Elohim, right? Because these guys worship, but don't acknowledge the Elohim, we're in this problem. And so, um, like Zionists, all right? Zionist, Zionism comes from this guy by the name of Zevi, who was a uh, Jewish messiah. He was one of like 50 or 60 messiahs they've had since the Elohim have left a couple of thousand years ago. So you can say they've had like 60 messiahs. Uh, since um, the time of Christ. And Christ was never a messiah to the Jews. Uh, Christ was the magician. He was the idolater. He was the sorcerer. Uh, the Talmud uh, condemns Christ to boil forever in feces. Feces, urine, and blood. Um, anyway, so the Khazarian Mafia, the deep state, they try and do all of this. I have to fight their actions. I'm not at that point understanding in 2008, 2009, etc. I mean, I was, I'd been red-pilled on November 22nd, 1963, when they shot Kennedy. Uh, but I didn't understand at that point in 2008, 2009, etc., how much energy they were putting into their attempt to control things. And this, um, you know, the amount of energy they put into uh, destroying the World Trade Centers, right? So, uh, something you should know is that there were about, um, I think there was like 16,000 people that worked in both buildings where it could have housed many, many, many times that. These two buildings were an economic failure. Uh, they had serious uh, asbestos problems. Uh, they had some serious structural flaw flaws. And there were several floors that were unsafe to be on. Uh, and this is before, uh, you know, 9-11, um, right? And so uh, the buildings were a liability to them. And um, so you get into all of the situations. There were like uh, 35 or 3,600 um, people in one building that did not show up to work on uh, September 11. They knew. They were told. They'd gotten phone calls. Don't go into work, right? Um in that building were several uh, Jewish organizations. Nobody showed up for work that day. None of those individuals were killed. None of them were harmed. So, you know, it was um, 
uh, clearly a false flag. Clearly it served many, many, many purposes. Just before they uh, destroyed them, the insurance rates on both buildings were, were raised, and then there was a special premium should both buildings be destroyed at the same time. Uh, so, you know, they knew what they were doing. They, they uh, did all this shit with the insurance companies. The, you have to understand that you say, well, why would the insurance companies do this, seeing how suspicious it is? Well, because they're owned by the same deep state players, and they get compensated at the back end uh, on such things by the central bank. So it's, it's no skin off their nose, so to speak, right? Anyway, so um, we're... We're in a strange period of time. We've we've gone through a lot. Uh, we have a lot more yet to endure and to struggle through, to triumph over before we get into anything where we can say, you know, things are starting to settle down. So <laughs> it's going to be a while. <coughs> this um this period of time is um it was interestingly marked. Okay. So in my work, I would get these, uh, so I used what's called set theoretic math. Okay. It was set theory math. And, um, uh, that's a difficult concept to get across, but there are cross links, um, within, uh, both my data sets and in reality where certain things are tied to certain other things, right? And they, they naturally follow from uh, one to the next. You can think of this as like, you know, um, like you got a foot race and you got five people running, you're gonna have one person that wins, and then you're gonna have other levels of finishing. Okay, so this is a, but each and after that one person wins, then there's a, a, a set um, unfolding of, of activities as a result of that. So it's a, um, uh, an accomplished irreversible fact that so-and-so won this particular race. Now, you know, whether you get awards or not, or whether they say you're ineligible to win, all of that kind of stuff is not material to this point. The, this point is that once there is a, a, an irreversible act within the, the materium here, there are other things that uh, are, have been held uh, pending, so to speak, while this act was in the process of completing, and then as it completes, uh, the other things are set in motion, such as, you know, who won number two, and who gets an award, and all the other stuff, standing up on the podiums, and all of that, right? Those are all natural follow-ons to this one point of irreversibility. Now, the... Okay, so, all right, so within the sets that were gathered by my data processing, and that's a whole huge amount of coding. Most of the coding was not in the actual processing aspect. It was in the, um, well, sort of processing, but it was in the sweeping and the elimination of, of useless stuff out of the, the data. So I might get, you know, 100 million data gathers, each data gather being approximately, being slightly less than 3,000 words, and, and maybe you'd end up throwing out 90% of that because it was garbage relative to uh, human talk and so on. It was, you know, intruded by the machine. It was some HTML code or whatever. Anyway, though, so um, within this process, I would end up with these sets that were 
uh, we could think of them as clumps of data, right? And so uh, there'd be some data that would be like kind of sticky, some sets of words that would be kind of sticky, and they would have other words stick next to them, whether or not uh, they appeared all in the same set. So you could have a word that was like um, road sign, okay, or interstate road sign. And uh, so we would have the word uh, road sign in one set. You might have another set that also had that word. And then if you had a set that was way outlier in the, in the sense that uh, the word road sign appeared in a set that was mostly devoted to balloons, then you would know that you're, you're getting into an area where there is a potential for uh, road sign to be a meaningful word right to emerge in our reality in a way that it would would rise up to capture enough attention that it would hit the news because that's basically what i was doing was forecasting what was going to hit the news not really forecasting the events per se but rather at least the initial uh flush of language that would appear around that event when that event manifested and we get into some real tricky shit there okay so anyway uh, so you, you would get some level of words that, um, that were not deterministically placed in a set by my processing. Rather, they were placed in a particular set by the nature of their appearance in that language uh, grouping. So you could say it, it's not meaningful to have the word road sign show up in a uh, Reddit forum that was uh, discussing, you know, uh, road repairs or transportation or even a vacation, right? It'd be, it'd be a little bit more meaningful in a vacation that someone on a vacation would happen to mention a road sign, but not at all meaningful if you were on a forum that was basically devoted to the generalized subject in which road signs would appear. So in that sense, um, uh, it's much more meaningful to have road sign appear in a, um, a forum devoted to balloons. Just pop out of the blue. And this is because Universe was forcing that person that wrote that to think about road signs in such a way that they just had to get it out. You know, and then once they get it out, usually they don't care about it anymore and they just forget about it. What my data did, what my process did, was to go through and scrape all this shit off of the various uh, forums, I mean, back when I could really scrape, and it would get all this stuff, and I'd get volumes, just volumes and volumes and volumes of um, words that were appearing where basically <coughs> one would presuppose that they should not. And so it, it was meaningful, and you would set, you would create these sets that would uh, say, okay, you know, um, balloons and a lot of color words, you know, red balloons, green balloons, spotted balloons, blah, 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 blah. And then in the midst of there, there would be the road sign. And then you would go to um, those words that were captured around the road sign, right? Maybe there were a lot of words that uh, indicated uh, the color red. And so in this circumstance, then you would, as the interpreter, as the analyst of these data sets as they were appearing, you would get the idea that there is probably some form of a manifestation of a red road sign showing up relative to the news relative and so on and so on, right? And then you could maybe make a prediction out of it. Now, basically, no one's going to get really upset about a red road sign. It's not particularly 
uh, a meaningful, prescient uh, omen or anything. And so, in that sense, I mean, I really would not have concentrated on the word road sign unless it had popped up so many places that it was unavoidable and had popped up in those areas where it had no right to be in terms of just the regular processing. So this was sort of, this gives you a sort of an idea as to how the the spread of this would go. And then I'd have, you know, millions of these things, uh, tens of millions of words clustered into sets. And the first part of the process is to go through and, and deal with the set aspect of it. And then you just sort of like drill down. Now, this is all pertinent because just the other day, uh, my friend Joe, JSNIP4, uh, fell out of the sky and had an airplane fall on him. Um, and the thing is that there are some people that appeared in the data sets for whatever reason, their names or words that um, uh, reflect their name are, um, are showing up, right? And so I would pay attention to whenever the data sets would pop up somebody that was uh, a person um, uh, uh, rather than a personality. Okay, so now... JSNP is a personality on YouTube, but before that, he got into my data sets because he was a person. I gotta let this doofus pass me, idiot. Um, so, anyway, so um, just the other day, all right, so I've been tracking Joe since, geez, I don't know, um, year 2002, maybe? Something like that? Long time. So, he's been appearing in the data sets a long time. We've had some really interesting. Uh, sets around him and you know I'd call him and just the first time I did it it was just to fuck with his mind <laughs> okay because I I kind of like Joe uh, you know he was we had an interesting um, uh, introduction here uh, around my data and stuff and then I'd sort of corresponded with him and and I I like Joe right anyway so I get way back when I get this thing saying that Joe's gonna have a near miss and really it's a near hit okay we all call it a near miss uh, which is a um, uh, kind of a misnomer, but anyway, so the data described uh, poor Joe, you know, coming that close to a pretty serious industrial accident. And, and so, so I told Joe, I said, okay, Joe, you know, the data's got you in here, and it's because of his name and stuff, right? Um, and that, it, that it's got you associated with this, uh, you know, nearly having an industrial accident. And he tells me that, well, you know, this is kind of unlikely. I think you're really full of shit because I sit here and, and fuck with computers all day. And it's like I told him, you know, Joe, I'm not I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying that this appeared in the data. I don't know what it means. This is as clear as I can interpret it, you know, and we'll see. Right. And then eh, maybe shortly it was shortly thereafter. So maybe it was a few months so, like, maybe I told him in, like, November, and it happens in, you know, February, something like that. But he did indeed, even though he works in an IT department, he did indeed have a, um, uh, a nearly have an industrial accident. He almost got, you know, some level of electrocution out of a failing power supply on a, uh, on a tower that was sitting next to him that was arcing all over the place and almost hit his foot. And he's freaking out. He goes out and he makes a video about it because he's freaking out about it all. Anyway, so, um, fast forward, uh, you know, 22 years, and here we are, and uh, Joe's flying along the other day, and um, he's a pilot, uh, you know, flies all different kinds of stuff, and he's flying an airplane, and he's uh, coming from New Mexico, uh, where he's got this uh, big secret project going, 
and he's flying back to Florida to his house and his airplane fucks up, right? Well, the weather gets him first, then his airplane fucks up, and so he has to land. Uh, and basically, on the way down, it was sort of decided by Universe and him, he's going to have to crash. <laughs> he's not going to land, right? There's no landing strip, there's no nothing. So he crashes into these woods, uh, the airplane flips over, and somehow in this process, he is not killed. Now, I had been talking to Joe... Uh, three or four months now because he's been showing up in the data sets and I had warned him that he was showing up in the data sets uh, but all of the words around his name were like good words but when I was reading the data it's like oh fuck this looks like a eulogy I don't know if Joe's going to make it out of whatever it was that was coming right um, there was a lot of words about flying and landing and here was my problem. I couldn't tell Joe that, hey, Joe, the data sets, you're gonna, uh, data sets suggest you're going to crash. Because it really didn't say crash, right? It did say landing, darkness, all of this kind of shit, right? Um, and so I had actually decided, okay, I'm not going to tell Joe because it freak him out. He wouldn't stop flying, but it might actually contribute to causing him problems because he might be so paranoid he would, you know, react badly, that kind of thing, right? So I was not going to front load him and, and preload him with this, but I was going to start gently sort of prompting his mind to think about certain things. So I sent him an email and asked him about, you know, flying at night. Could he fly his helicopter at night and so on? And, you know, uh, landing on, on roads and shit, that, that sort of thing, right? I was under the impression that it was going to be a helicopter, but it didn't, the, the data wasn't specific at that point. Anyway, so Joe's in this set. I start talking to him gradually over a couple of months, bringing up all these flying issues, trying to get his mind sort of prepped in the background because I'm very reluctant to actually come on out and say, Joe, this data looks like you're going to have a hard landing or a crash, right? And, and bear in mind, I was actually under the impression, given the way the data was laying out, that we would be looking at a eulogy afterwards, not something I wanted to contemplate. Anyway, and so the way it worked out, um, Joe didn't die, okay? He was somehow, quite miraculously, not killed in this very, very, very bad plane crash. And his plane is totaled, just like smooshed, okay? And anybody else that would have been with him in that plane would certainly have been killed uh, in the process of them coming down. First off, the plane would have been heavier, it would have been difficult to control, blah, 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 blah. Plus, there would have been, you know, more bodies in that the cab of that plane to impact all of the stuff that was flying around as they crashed. So, uh, you know, so the circumstances provided by Universe were specific and obviously Universe likes Joe because Joe did not die. Now, in the past, there have been like uh, maybe three or four of these things where Joe has popped up. Nothing as dramatic as a plane crash, though, right? Um, now, also bear in mind that Joe had had this dream about... Um, Crypto's about Bitcoin reaching 38,000 and then a very, very, very deep uh, and profound crash. Well, we all thought he was talking about, and he even thought we were talking about crashing of the, of the Bitcoin prices. And hey, maybe not. Maybe it was that, you know, they were trying to, the data is trying to tell, or the dreams are trying to tell Joe that, um, you know, hey, dude, when Bitcoin reaches 38,000 shortly thereafter, you're going to crash, crash which is factually what had happened. Um, 
So, you know, does that mean that Bitcoin's not going to crash? May very well mean that. Uh, that his dream on the on the crashing of the Bitcoin and all of that um, uh, may not be uh, as he has interpreted it. So, uh, anyway, so uh, I'm getting into town here. I've got to get ready to do other stuff. But anyway, so the nature of these sets are that Joe and his set uh, Joe within his set with the crash, with the airplane, uh, the landing, the darkness. It wasn't quite dark, but it was going to get dark. And Joe was fearful of that darkness and trying to set the plane down. So he had to do it then. Couldn't wait another half hour, blah, blah, blah. So all of those things, all those words were involved in this. But so that has manifested now. And the thing is that so so this was a temporal marker within Joe's uh, data set. Um, it has manifested. So this was a uh, uh, an in-the-past temporal marker. That temporal marker and Joe's data set are cross-linked to all these other data sets, right? Because they share a commonality of words. So in Joe's case, you know, we've got airplanes, flying, crash, darkness, all of this kind of stuff. And you'll find those words in other sets. And so if you follow the those words that surrounded Joe and, and seemed to describe this incident, then you can go and connect to other sets where they appear to be also describing um, those kinds of influences also hitting other subject areas that are not Joe. And so this is how we, um, this is how the crosslinks influence and suggest that there's an interrelated relationship between manifestation of one thing, in this case, uh, Joe having an airplane fall on him, um, and other sets. And so, so uh, this is basically how I can say, okay, you know, we're at this particular point, right? And so within uh, Joe's uh, data set acting as a cross-link reference point, uh, we have all of these sets, uh, uh, or all of this language, about the influence of, of things at this time um, creating this splits happen, right? So if we look at it, we see that there's all kinds of um, uh, ways you can apply this language to our current circumstances. So Joe very definitely split himself from that airplane in so many different fashions right? So many different facets. Plane's destroyed. He's split from it. He's got to get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he was thrown out of the thing or crawled out of it, but thrown out of his seatbelt. So it's it physically split away from him. And, and we keep looking. There's all of these uh, cross connections linguistically to things that are going on. And so we see that the January 6 uh, tapes have been let out. And now we have the splits happen between the normies and uh, the Democrats emerging as it comes out that they, you know, created a, a fiction of an insurrection and all these people bought it. And so you're going to have all kinds of emotional reactions to this. And this is all part of the splits happen, which I've been talking about for a couple of months that was going to impact um, media to the point that the normies are going to just walk away from media. And so we're, we're in that phase now, and we're getting the temporal markers of that happening. Uh, so you see um, splits happening between um, uh, X or, you know, Twitter and their advertisers and the natural response to that, right? So that's one of the things I'm doing is that us guys are 
I've contacted Pure Bulk and we're going to advertise Pure Sleep and other Pure Bulk stuff on Twitter to support Twitter. It's a really interesting platform to advertise on too in many different regards and I can get into that at some other point. Um, but um, so uh, the splits are happening all over. People are splitting from the Congress in the sense that they're not getting, um, you know, they're announcing that they're not going to run again. You know, they're getting the fuck out because, of course, they know they're, you know, they're in deep shit, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so we're going to go through this uh, period here and it'll get to the point, I believe, uh, where individuals like um, uh, um, Jean-Claude at uh, Beyond Mystic and, uh, you know, David Icke and, um, oh, Max Egan and all these kind of people, right? All of the woo people will start getting uh, big kickups in the number of people that follow them and the number of people that watch their stuff to the point that it becomes something that has to be addressed by the mainstream media relative to the rest of social media. So as part of splits happen, when it is... Um, uh, really manifest uh, when it's like um, uh, got the cap on it will be when uh, we get the language out that the mainstream media is saying, trying to alibi why all these people are suddenly listening to, uh, you know, uh, David Icke and his um, uh, lizard talk, right? Or uh, Max Egan and his, um, you know, Gaza genocide talk. So if Max Egan starts getting like, you know, um, thousands of uh, new views to the point where it starts scaling up into the hundreds of thousands and the millions, it will get to the point where they will have to address the fact that all these people are watching him and getting this information. They'll have to call all of us out. They're going to have to get all over, over all of our cases, yada, yada, yada. And that's part of this splits happen, which because of the nature of the crosslinks has been confirmed among another of other, a number of other sets uh, as in the process of manifesting by the fact that Joe fell out of the sky and his airplane fell on him. It's just the way these data sets work. It's just the way the manifestations appear and we, um, our pre-interpretation of them and then our, uh, analysis afterwards, putting it all together, you know, so I'm never quite right. I'm never quite exact as to how this happens. There's probably there were in that set, uh, around Joe, there probably were many, well, I know there was a lot of language about crashing. But I never applied it to the flying because I was talking to Joe and he was applying it to the uh, Bitcoin and stuff. So you can get yourself really screwed up as you go along on this stuff if you're not careful. Anyway, I got to go and do stuff. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. I'll bring up something else later. Okay, guys, take care. Um, doing this a day early, obviously, because of Thanksgiving and we got to get um, prepped for what's happening next um, next week. All right. So talk to you all later. <clears throat>